the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a happy New Year's Eve, Eve, everybody. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Uh, Great craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at AlbertG at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast on one of those two platforms, and you can find and download all the shows right from there. Well, not all, about the last uh, 30 or so uh, shows you can find on those platforms as well. Now, our guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, John Palmer, who has come out with another edition of How to Brew. John is a home brewer who also has a very cool job that you may or may not be surprised to hear about. We'll talk about the new edition, what's been added to it, and a lot more coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, New Year's Eve, Eve, yes, I know that that's the term that uh, Frank Morano uses for his big gala, uh, which is going on right now uh, in uh, Atlantic City. Uh, I am not in the state of New Jersey at this moment. I'm actually uh, where I live, uh, you know, when I'm not working in New York City. I'm actually out in San Diego. I'm returning uh, tomorrow. So this was an addition we taped about a week and a half ago before I left. Um, so, uh, trying to give you the most updated news and notes that I possibly can, but obviously it's, it's going to be a week behind, but I'm in San Diego for vacation, spending time with my wife. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, a little bit of a rough, a rough year or so. And, uh, you know, you know, between her medical ailments, my, my, uh, cancer and stuff, we figured it's when it's all said and done, let's get out of here and, uh, you know, enjoy each other and, and have some fun and, uh, and go somewhere. And so the two of us are on. Uh, vacation in San Diego. My son is with my in-laws, so it's an adult vacation. You want to call it a second honeymoon, you could call it that. I, I, I don't know if I would call it that. I would just call it two people, uh, two adults going away and relaxing. And, of course, part of that vacation has to do with beer. Uh, we're at, uh, we were at uh, Coronado and Stone Brewing uh, earlier in the week in a bunch of different places uh, in the downtown area in San Diego. We'll have a full recap of that on next week's program. So, uh, you know, very excited to bring that to you. And hopefully we'll have some interviews as well. I uh, was working on getting my uh, Google Pixel phone uh, to record uh, some interviews, some quick hitters uh, out there so you can experience what it was like to be in some of these breweries uh, in San Diego. But we do have some news uh, to get to. Uh, the first one is a big one, and it affects, obviously, the entire country. I know that you've been hearing about it, uh, that Congress, uh, you know, basically voted along party lines to pass the uh, Republicans' $1.5 trillion rewrite of the federal tax code. That includes, why is this a beer uh, issue? Because it includes two years of an excise tax relief for alcohol producers and importers. Um, the, uh, the, the bill uh, will save brewers a substantial amount of money. This is, uh, it lowers the excise tax on alcoholic beverage producers, which doubled for large brewers from $9 to $18 Back in 1990, 
Okay, so this has been going on uh, 27 years. So th- this has been going on for a long time. So it cuts that now. It puts it back. Uh, it-, it cuts it down. Um, and it gives these brewers more money. So now beginning January 1st or when the president signs the bill, and that's something we'll get to in just a second, and lasting through the end of 2019, um, the CBMTRA will reduce the federal excise tax from $7 to three fifty per barrel on the first 60,000 barrels for domestic brewers producing fewer than 2 million barrels annually. Legislation also cuts the federal excise tax to $16 per barrel on the first 6 million, uh, 6 million barrels for all other brewers and beer importers while maintaining the $18 per barrel uh, excise tax for brewers producing more than 6 million barrels. So according to the uh, Brewers Association, the bill represents more than $142 million in annual savings for brewers, uh, and they added that the legislation could lead to the creation of an additional 9,000 beer industry jobs in the first 12 to 18 months after implementation. That's key, 9,000 more jobs in the beer industry. president has been saying all along it's about getting more money back to these businesses so they can hire more people, they can bring jobs back to America. Will this change the landscape for brewers. I think it will in the short term. Long term, I don't know. Um, I kind of think craft beer is kind of, I don't want to say it's a bubble, but I think we've reached the threshold now. And listen, there's 6,000 brewers out there, big and small, craft, independent craft brewers. Um, do I think that we've reached a bubble here? Maybe. I, I, I don't, I, I can't see another you know, in the next two years, I can't see another 2,000 breweries opening across the country. I mean, that seems a little bit excessive. 1,000 maybe? 500? Probably more than 500. Let's say 1,000 in the next two years. Um, that's a lot. It is, you know, it's a tremendous amount. Look, it's a big savings for these brewers. Now, they're talking about um, that the tax relief, according to the Beer Institute, could create an additional $320 million in annual economic growth in the beer industry. That's huge. Again, there are there is a lot of competition. This this really does. I mean, in the grander scheme of things, what does it do for brewers? I think for the smaller brewers, for the micro brewers, and the very small craft brewers, this helps tremendously. You're cutting the ta- the federal tax from seven dollars to three fifty. You're basically cutting it in half on the first sixty thousand barrels for domestic brewers producing fewer than 2 million barrels annually. There's a lot of brewers out there. Just in New Jersey alone, there are a lot of brewers that are not producing 2 million barrels annually. Okay? 25,000, 50,000, 100,000. I mean, Carton and Kane, maybe they're producing. You know, and again, I don't know the numbers. You'd have to check. But I can't imagine that Carton is brewing a million barrels annually. There's no way. There's no way. Half a million? Yes. 2 million? No way. So this is going to help them tremendously. This is going to put money in their pocket. Will it put lower prices on cans and bottles and drafts that people are buying the beer? That remains to be seen. You would think they have to pay less tax. They got more money coming back. Their price point might go down a little bit. Maybe instead of $14 for a, a, a six-pack of uh, you know, a craft brewer, maybe, maybe it's down to you know, $12. Maybe they take $2 off. You know, still, still making profit. But for these smaller guys, it is difficult for them to make money. Shelf space, getting in there, all of this stuff, it's difficult. However, the bill has not been signed yet by President Trump as of uh, the, uh, the 21st of December when I'm recording this. He has said now he might not sign it until after the new year. Uh, 
citing a couple of different concerns. We'll see what happens. But this is huge for Brewers, huge. So let's see what happens. Congratulations. Let's see if uh, this sparks the industry. It saves a little bit of money, puts more money back into people's pockets. Maybe they're going to go out and buy more beer. One person said because of all the breweries in California and with all the other different taxes, maybe they don't have discretionary spending to, uh, to go out and buy uh, beer. So maybe those places you see a drop uh, in, uh, in revenue. We shall see. Now, a new brewery is coming to Baltimore County in Hunt Valley, uh, and that'll be uh, Balt County Brewing's Rich Mack and Jim Wagner, our old friend from Duclaw Brewing. He was the former brewmaster at Duclaw. Uh, they are opening in February of 2018. That's what they're aiming for. Uh, Balt County Brewing will be inside a Hunt Valley Industrial Park. And Rich Mack, who's the owner, is saying the reason he decided to open his own brewery in this particular area because his craft beer drinking options were sparse. There wasn't a lot of places around. About 80,000 people live in the area. Most of the craft beer options for people in Baltimore are closer to the city as opposed to being outside of the city. So uh, Jim Wagner had left Duclaw uh, almost six months ago, wondering why he left. Well, now we know the reason why and could not be happier for Jim. He made some great beer at Duclaw. He is going to kill it with this. But the interesting thing about this brewery, Ball County Brewing, it's a 12,000-square-foot space. Uh, The address is... uh, 10,900 Gilroy Road. It's going to house a 5,000-square-foot tap room near the entrance and a production facility in the back. Uh, So they're hoping uh, they get their brewing equipment in late January, and they'll be opening at some point uh, late February of 2018. Now, Jim was the brewmaster at Duclaw for 18 years. He's going to be Ball County's head brewer. Uh, The real cool thing uh, of what they're going to do is they're not brewing beer to get it out to all the masses. They want people to come to them. So they're, they're going to have three production levels. And this is in order to give the brewery as much flexibility as possible and fewer financial constraints. So Max said he made the decision not to distribute Bald County's beers. He wants people to come to his place to get it. He said, and, and basically the reason is because it's harder and harder to get the beer on the shelves and stand out so that people will purchase them. So the brewery is going to have three production levels. The largest batch is brewed in a seven-barrel system. Mid-sized ones in a two-barrel system. And experimental brews will be made in a 20-gallon system. Uh, the finished product will be s- stored in serving tanks rather than portable kegs. Uh, Ball County Brewing will offer some cans for sale out of its tap room, but they plan to focus on creating an in-house experience that makes the brewery into a neighborhood hangout. That is very cool. The tap room is featuring a long bar, bocce courts, cornhole boards. Uh, they built all the tables themselves from oak wood butcher blocks and piping. Uh, the brewery is also offering what, what, uh, Mac believes is a first in the Baltimore region. This is cool. We have it here in Brooklyn. Um, but not, I don't think I've seen it elsewhere. Uh, a self-serve tap that will allow visitors to sample all two dozen of Balt County's beers. You choose the self-serve tap that you want. You get a card, you insert it into the tap, you get, you crank the handle, you get your pour, uh, depending on how much beer you want to pour into the glass. The system will charge only for the amount served. Um, that's really cool. So if you're indecisive, you're not sure what you want, you get a little taste of each, and you get to pour it yourself. They're going to have a food truck in front of the brewery, uh, frequently changing the menu. And uh, Jim has said that uh, they want to make a um, uh, a beer into a, tr- a taproom trademark, an IPA-infused with pawpaw flavoring. The pawpaw is a fruit native to the eastern United, United States. tastes like a hybrid of a mango, pineapple, and banana. Uh, it's been called a hipster banana and a hillbilly mango. Um, so they are, um, they're getting local fruit, uh, to incorporate in the beer. Uh, they really want to have, they want to have 24 beers on draft 
Some will be standbys as well as a rotating list of seasonal and experimental varieties. I am so happy for this. I'm so happy for Jim. This is definitely something that he, he was looking forward to that he wanted to do. We are going to get Jim on the program uh, early next year in January to talk about Ball County Brewing, and I cannot wait to take a little road trip down to Baltimore to visit the brewery and drink some of these great beers uh, when they open, hopefully in late February. So congratulations uh, to Rich Mack and Jim Wagner uh, on Ball County Brewing, and it will be opening, they hope, in late February of 2018. Folks, when we come back after a short break, some more news, some other fun as well. Folks, just getting started on this New Year's Eve Eve edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Frank Morano. If you're ready to lose 20 to 40 pounds and start feeling the best you've ever felt, get over to Brooklyn Wellness Center today. They offer the ultimate weight loss system. I did the program and couldn't be happier. No drugs, no shots, no hormones, no crazy diets. It's all natural and doctor supervised every step of the way. Daily check-ins with Dr. Melinda Keller where I updated her on my progress. Call 718-234-6212. That's 718-234-6212 to start your weight loss journey today. Mention this ad for $100 off. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard, aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. The legendary drama critic Brooks Atkinson called Carousel the most glorious of all the Rodgers and Hammerstein works. There's a terrific revival of Carousel headed to Broadway. Previews begin February 28th at the Imperial Theater. Joshua Henry is starring as Billy Bigelow. I love Jessie Mueller. She won a Tony for Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And making her Broadway debut, Renee Fleming. Don't miss this revival of Carousel starting February 28th at the Imperial Theater. To get tickets, visit telecharge.com. Telecharge.com and go see Carousel. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, the New Year's Eve, Eve edition. Yes, Frank Morano, I will give you full credit for the New Year's Eve, Eve nomenclature. All right. I know uh, he is down in Atlantic City right now. It is big New Year's Eve, Eve party, a party that I miss every single year because I'm usually occupied with other things. But uh, this week, uh, uh, you know, I'm in San Diego, so we're recording this uh, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, previous, uh, about a week or so before. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Frank, I couldn't be there. Uh, would have loved to have been there. Not really. Uh, you know, he has this mix of eclectic people that he gets together and they have dinner and they go to the casino and they have, you know, 700 cheeses that he buys at some cheese place down in South Jersey or whatever. And um, really, uh, you know, I would, uh, you know what, maybe one year I'll go. I'm not going to say never because when you say never, that puts a real, you know, final word on it. I, I'll, I'll never say never. I mean, listen, at some point I may end up talking to my sister, but, you know. I don't know about that. But anyway, a um, little Armageddon from uh, Def Leppard from the Hysteria album. And speaking of Def Leppard, Def Leppard and Journey uh, are going to be touring next year. Apparently, the announcement was made. Neil Schoen from, uh, uh, from Journey has announced that the two bands are getting together and they will tour. They will headline a tour uh, summertime probably in the United States and Canada. Uh, very cool. I mean, I, I love both bands. To see the two of them together co-headlining uh, is going to be a lot of fun. I'm wondering how much the tickets are going to cost. This is definitely not something uh, for a, a PNC Bank type uh, show. Definitely something in an arena somewhere. I'm hoping it's not indoor. I'm hoping it's outdoor because it is summertime. Uh, but we'll see. Def Leppard Journey, definitely something uh, I would look forward to uh, to seeing. And uh, certainly a summer concert uh, with my wife and friends and family uh, to, to attend. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. But let's get back into the beer uh, before we get to our guest, John Palmer, and his book, How to Brew, which is a fantastic, if you're a home brewer and you really want to learn or you want to start out in home brewing and you want to learn home brewing, this is the book for you. Uh, it is a meticulously done book on all different you know, recipes and things and how to get things uh, you know, perfect. And what's cool is John um, has a very cool job, and I don't want to say what it is, but if you know me and you know certain uh, genres that I like, you can probably figure out. Uh, what this guy does for a living. Um, let's just say it starts with the letter S, and the second word is the letter F. And then I'll let you figure out uh, what it is. But uh, John Palmer's coming up in just a couple of minutes. We will talk with him. But So you're having a holiday party maybe this weekend. Maybe you are at the New Year's Eve, Eve celebration uh, with Frank Morano, and uh, you, you know, you're trying to find the particular beer to drink with the cheese that Frank has offered, or you're at another party uh, where they've just got some you know, beer and chips or the, uh, foods or whatever. So uh, thebeernecessities.com, great website, uh, has a lot of different uh, things on it, and um, you, you want to check out their Let's Pair Beer with Holiday Meals uh, and Unwanted Relatives uh, segment. Uh, it's kind of cool. So uh, they talk about um, the different beers that you can pair with different foods. One of them happens to be, uh, we'll go through the list, uh, wit beers or white ales. And um, this one is really one uh, for people who are not beer fans or who are looking for uh, an easy drinking beer in the wintertime. Not so much an IPA that's it's very bitter and hoppy. So a white ale um, for your holiday feast, uh, you know, this is definitely something they recommend. Uh, this will uh, uh, cleanse the palate for richer food. So if you're, you know, you're talking about having, you know, the roasts and the turkey and the prime rib and all those different things. Um, they recommend Avery Brewing's White, uh, White Rascal, uh, Amagang's Wit, or Hichihino's Nest's uh, White Ale. 
uh, to pair up. But, you know, really, any white ale. I mean, they give you certain suggestions, but if you find a beer, a particular white ale, I know Samuel Adams has a white ale. There's a bunch of them that have different um, uh, wit beers or white ales. Uh, any one of them will go well with these rich foods. Um, rich multi beers like uh, Belgian Double uh, lend a lot of good flavors to uh, cold weather dishes that you're going to be serving. So um, what's great about Belgian beers, the doubles and the triples, a lot of dark fruits, nuts, molasses, uh, very uh, brown sugar, a lot of complex uh, different flavors in these beers. Uh, this is a beer style that uh, really is is great for holiday dishes. Uh, when you're talking about when you're serving cheeses, let's say you're having fruit, uh, you know, you have a fruit platter out. Belgian Double is a good beer, uh, you know, with, with fruits, um, with cheeses. That's good stuff. Brown ales are always good uh, when it comes to uh, holiday meals. These are... And, you know, the Beer Necessities mentioned this, and I, I would agree with this. Brown ales seem to be, um, as they quote it, the base players of the beer world. Uh, often forgotten and underappreciated. But without the base in a band, you know, you got a bit of a problem. Look at Rush. Has a band like Rush um, had a base as a lead? I mean, there aren't many bands that do that. So uh, Brown ales are the same way. They are... Um, they are underappreciated, but really, they, they do the job when you need something that's kind of dark and you're having different foods or whatever, but you want a dark beer but not a stout because you don't want something too heavy uh, that kind of sits on your stomach like the rest of the meal. So a brown ale is kind of a, a, an alternative uh, to those types of stouts. Uh, nuts, caramel, toffee flavors usually uh, in brown ales. It's definitely something that you want to bring out. More of a dessert type of beer, so if you're having a heavy dessert, a brown ale goes well. You know, they tell you to pair stouts chocolates and coffees and stuff, but you really can do well uh, with a brown ale uh, for desserts. It really works well with a lot of the different foods that you're having. I personally, when I'm eating, when you're having chili, uh, I like stouts with chili. I, I know they say IPAs because, you know, the bitterness uh, cuts through on the heat, but if you're, if you're having a chili that's a little bit more mild, you can always go uh, pair it well with a stout uh, that's not too heavy to, to, help, uh, to help you out there. They suggest on brown ale, some of the brown ales here that they suggest, uh, Dogfish Head's Indian Brown, which is a fantastic beer, uh, Big Sky Brewing's uh, Moose Drool, uh, and Rogue Ale's uh, Hazelnut and Brown Nectar uh, are brown ales that uh, they would suggest pairing up with your meals. And then um, the last one here is uh, Beer de Garde, uh, which has some light fruits, toasted malts, and some breadiness in this uh, particular beer. Uh, they are talking about, uh, they said you can use this with in between appetizers and pumpkin pie. Uh, definitely not with the, the main course of your meal. Lazy Monk Brewing, uh, what else? Shifley's uh, Beer de Garde uh, are some of the suggestions that they give here. But definitely want to check this out, thebeernecessities.com. Uh, they give you a couple of different types of beers uh, to pair up with different meals. And, uh, you know, really, look, the, the bottom line is, you can pair any beer uh, with your meal. It's much the same as wines, whether it's reds or whites, that you can pair up with uh, with your different meals. Um, don't feel like you have to, um, you know, put wine out on the table and keep the beer somewhere in the back and hiding it from somebody uh, because you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to serve beer because you feel like, well, you know, it's it's beer. It's you know, it's Budweiser, or Coors Light, or whatever. Craft beer is very versatile in terms of of meals. Like I said. A great stout with dessert, a great brown ale with dessert uh, really works. Um, you know, again, if you're serving spicy foods, you definitely want to go with an IPA to cut that bitterness. Uh, the, the, the bitterness cuts down on the heat uh, a little bit. But there's nothing wrong with having uh, a hamburger and a great Kolsch beer or a great Pilsner. 
you know, a, a burger and a pilsner always goes together. I mean, l- let's face it. And again, it doesn't have to be a Budweiser. It could be a different beer, uh, you know, that's in the pilsner category. But uh, a pilsner and a burger always goes well. But again, spicy foods, you want to have those IPAs because, again, the bitterness cuts, uh, cuts down on the, uh, on the heat. Stouts and brown ales more for desserts. But if you really want to get uh, an opening beer and kind of an opening beer to kind of get you through the, the cheeses that are going to be served or some of these different appetizers, a Belgian double is a, a fantastic choice because the fruit in it and the nuts in it will pair well with the cheese. And you'll find yourself sipping, uh, you know, the beer while having a piece of cheese and going, oh, you know what? This really isn't that bad. I, I think I enjoy a, a good beer. Uh, with some uh, with some fine cheeses and uh, maybe some maybe there are nuts out or you know some other stuff for the appetizers before you get started. You never know. So hopefully that helps you out there uh, in your holiday planning for your either your New Year's Eve Eve party or your New Year's Eve party. Um, you know, coming up uh, on Sunday. You never know. And at any time. I mean, it just do, doesn't have to work just for New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve Eve. Could work for any time when you're uh, having uh, guests together. Now, when we come back after a short break. John Palmer, the author of How to Brew, is going to join us. His new edition is out. It's got some added stories, added recipes. You definitely want to check this book out. You definitely want to check the interview out. It's all coming up after a short break on the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy, 23 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. President Trump wants the Postal Service to hike shipping rates for Amazon. Mark Mayfield explains. Trump tweeted on Friday that the post office should be charging much more to deliver packages since it's losing billions while companies like Amazon get richer. The president has no direct say in postal rates, which are set up by an independent government agency. Trump has criticized Amazon in the past, including a false claim that the online retail giant does not pay sales tax. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. The more than one million people expected to pack Times Square on New Year's Eve should expect unprecedented security. The NYPD says it is deploying thousands of police armed with long guns, radiation detectors, and canines. Counterterrorism snipers will be positioned throughout the crossroads of the world surrounding the area where the iconic ball will drop, ushering 2018. And police are saying that a man accused of requesting piggyback rides from high school athletes was arrested after allegedly giving a teenage boy a back massage and a suggestive note. 34-year-old Sherwin Shagan is charged with endangering the welfare of a child after his arrest on Friday at Newark Liberty Airport. In sports action, the Washington Capitals leading the Devils 2-1 at the end of one period, and the Knicks lead New Orleans 45-35 in the second quarter. Checking the traffic on the George Washington Bridge, we are looking at minor delays for both inbound upper and lower levels. Inbound police activity at the Lincoln Tunnel closing the center tow lane 10 to 15 outbound and the Holland Tunnel with minor delays. Now a multi-vehicle crash on the FDR south at 71st Street, a 20-minute delay from the 90s. You now know how not to go weather. Tonight, chance of snow flurries and clearing skies, low 15, sunny and blustery Sunday, high 20. And Monday, sunny, very cold, high temperature 20 degrees. Mostly sunny on Tuesday, high temperature of 25 degrees. I'm Dave Benning on AM 970, The Answer. 
Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands. Then at night, gather together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise sets sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details, visit am970theanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. The staff at AM 970 The Answer would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. Hi, everyone. This is Jerry Crowley, General Manager at Salem Media. And I'm Laura Schaefer, National Sales Manager at Salem Media. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And a happy and healthy New Year to all. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year from AM 970 The Answer. These are a few of my favorite things. Through January 30th, you could win one of more than 17,000 prizes in the O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card giveaway powered by Valvoline. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today, pick up a game card, and follow the entry instructions to see if you're one of 500 lucky gift card winners each day. No purchase necessary. See O'ReillySweeps.com for official rules and details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Here's to a prosperous 2018. Happy New Year from AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer this New Year's Eve weekend edition. You can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen to, oh, about the last 15 or 16 episodes. You can download them and listen to them at your leisure at one of those two platforms. Now, my next guest on the cast, he's a home brewer who's written a fantastic book that if you are going to start home brewing or have been home brewing for years, you absolutely need to read it. The fourth edition uh, is out now. You can check out his website, palmerbrewingsolutions.com, for more information on that and so much other stuff. Let me welcome in John Palmer to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, John, welcome. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Very good. Now, John, how did you get started brewing beer? Ah, well, <clears throat> that's that's a fun question. Um, I went to Michigan Tech way back when, mm-hmm. and uh, when I was there, um, dark beer was still a thing. Uh, we had Michelob Dark, Stroh Dark, and then Lion and Kugel, uh, lots of local brands right. um, of you know dark lagers, and I got used to those beers. So when I moved to California um, and started my aerospace career. I was still thinking I wish they had dark beer. And uh, so I went to the library and started researching, and uh, one thing led to another. 
That that's pretty awesome. Now the first copy of this book came out in aerospace. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. Very interesting. Where your career path that you are not. You know, everybody thinks, oh, he wrote a book, a book about brewing. He's a home brewer. He works at a brewery. No, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But the first copy of this book came out in 2006. The edition that is out now is the fourth edition. What has changed between the first edition and this current edition? Okay, well, let me <clears throat> excuse me. Let me correct just a couple things. The first edition came out online, and that is the online edition at HowToBrew.com. Right. Um, the second edition, I consider the hard copy that I revised and put out after that, and that came out in 2001. Um, then the third edition came out in 2006. I so see. between 2006 and now, um, I wrote the fourth edition. And uh, the fourth edition, to answer your question, um, I added chapters on brewing uh, fruit beers, sour beers, um, strong beers, kind of redefined uh, fermentation and yeast management, um, added 200 pages to the content of the book. So it's a pretty substantial yes. update, really. It, it, but, you know, a, lot, a, a lot's happened in the last 10 years. Uh, that, that it has. And uh, we're talking with John Palmer, the author of How to Brew, which you can purchase via Amazon.com, or you can check out his website at palmerbrewingsolutions.com or also howtobrew.com. The first edition of the book is up there. And, you know, it's funny. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and John, you mentioned it, a lot has changed uh, over the last, uh, you know, 10 years uh, in brewing. And... What, what's interesting to me, it, you added a sour section. Sour seemed to be the, the big beer, or at least last year was the big, you know, the, the, the hot beer that everybody wanted, that everybody wanted to taste and different variations on it. So it's interesting sure, that yeah. you, went, you went in that direction. But before you get started brewing beer, what is the best piece of advice that you could give a novice brewer? Uh, uh, the most critical thing is that you are trying to ferment a highly nutritious sugar solution called wort. And so the most important advice I can give anyone is sanitation. Um, when you create your wort and you pitch your yeast to it, you want the yeast to ferment that wort. Uh, and you don't want to get contaminated by wild yeast or bacteria, uh, in which case you may very well end up with a sour beer, or you may end up with something totally undrinkable. Um, but yeah, the sanitation is just the first the main first step, you got to get that uh, right. After that, you get concerned with um, fermentation temperature, yeast management, um, understanding the, the boil, and uh, then and recipes as well. So, folks, cleanliness next to godliness. Clean, clean, clean. Make sure everything is clean before you get started. Now, let's say someone gives me a brew kit that you find at, say, a, a TJ Maxx or a Marshall's for Christmas. Can those produce sure. a good beer that I want to enjoy with my friends? Or is it better to purchase the ingredients I need at a store that specializes in such things? Um, I'm tempted to say that you can produce a good beer with a, a kit you could buy at a discount store. But, you know, in, in all reality, um, you will produce a much better beer by going to a local homebrew shop and buying a, a dedicated kit, <clears throat> a dedicated kit and equipment from them where they will give you the instructions and the advice you need to really understand what you're doing. Um, it, makes, it makes a huge difference in a, something that you say is palatable versus something that you are actually impressed by the, 
you know, wow, I brewed this, and it's better than any beer I can buy. You know, it's interesting you say that, John. My my cousin, um, Pam, a number of years ago, bought one of these little brewing kits at a TJ Maxx and a Marshall's. Or, or I, I forget where, probably a Marshall's, uh, for her son, my second cousin, at, because he was into beer at the time, and, you know, he wanted to start brewing beer or whatever. Well, he's done so well with it, and he produces such great beer, and obviously he got the bug, and he, you know, started... Uh, you know, buying the the actual kits and the equipment and all that other stuff that he's now studying to be a sommelier and he he really wants to dive into this full time. And I think that, you know, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm family, but I I think his beers are on par with some of the the, the local product that's out there uh, in New Jersey. So it's it's interesting you say that, that you really should go to a beer place to get this stuff. But I'm wondering if somebody catches the bug a little bit and says, oh, you know, this does because to me, I would love to homebrew. I don't have the patience for it, and I'm sure my wife would be screaming at me, <laughs> stinking up the kitchen and all kinds of other stuff. But I, I'm, I'm sure I would screw up the first, you know, 20 batches, 30 batches before I actually get something that's drinkable, you know? Uh, it, you know, if you, can, if you can follow the instructions in a cookbook to make chocolate chip cookies, you can brew beer. It, it's not hard to do. It's simply a process, you know, add these ingredients together, do the boil do the fermentation, um, and it turns out, you know, uh, there's, you know, it's a process just like baking, just like any other cooking process. Right. You, you've got to kind of get it right. Um, you, Fortunately, brewing is a pretty robust process. I mean, we've been doing it for like 9,000 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's not hard, but it is something that takes some level of attention to detail. Excellent, excellent. Talking with John Palmer, the author of How to Brew, which you can purchase via Amazon.com or go check out his website, howtobrew.com, for the first edition of the book. You can also check out his website at palmerbrewingsolutions.com. John, biggest change you've seen in brewing over the last 10 years, aside from the sours and stuff, any other changes that you've seen in brewing over the last 10 years? Oh, yeah, there's lots. Um, I would say our understanding of yeast has improved tremendously. Um, there are so many more yeasts available to us as brewers, and yeast can have a huge impact on the flavor of the beer. Um, you know, same work, two different yeasts equals two different you know, beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, advances in home brewing equipment where we've, on a, on a home brewing level, it's actually easier to brew than it is on a commercial level. And we have... Um, for example, a system that's called brew in a bag, where you take a large mesh bag and put all your grain in that, right. soak it in the hot water to do the mash, and then simply drain, you know, lift the bag up and drain it into the kettle uh, for your wort. Um, takes a lot of the uh, technique out of brewing. <laughs> you know, the detail, you know, a lot of the details that uh, can be a challenge for some people. And uh, so brewing is easier than ever before. Um, but again, if you can be you can be misled by small, you know, craft macaroni and cheese type kits that you get from the discount store. Right. When if you read a book like How to Brew or, you know, go to a homebrew shop where they'll show you what the process is, um, the 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 process is pretty simple, some bunch of steps, but um, it allows you to brew any beer that is on the market. John, it, you, it really is that simple. John, you can only brew one beer from this book. Which one do you brew? Oh, um, my favorites tend to be like IPAs. I mean, everybody likes IPAs these days. Right. But um, 
Yeah, I, I do like IPAs myself. I also like Vienna lagers, which are Love um, lagers. a little richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little richer beer. Um, not not bitter, but just goes down easy. Yep. So that's another style I brew often. Nothing like an easy drinking beer, but I agree with you on the IPAs. There's nothing like a, a really good IPA. Last question from me, John. Is it true, as I was looking at Wikipedia earlier, that you have designed, built, and inspected hardware that is being used currently on the International Space Station? <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. That is pretty um, awesome. I, now, have they asked you to brew beer to send up to the space station? <laughs> no, they haven't. Oh, but, why uh, not? That would be great. Yeah, Wouldn't that would, be cool? Would. That would. That, that is pretty that awesome. So, so uh, obviously, um, being involved uh, in some way with the space program is something that you've always wanted to do. Aside from, I mean, obviously, the home brewing has been a hobby oh, of yeah. yours, and you've written this book, but being involved in the space program is something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, that was my dream from the, when I was a kid, and uh, I got my degree in uh, material science, metallurgy, mm. that allowed me to get in and, and work on the space station um, as a welder, uh, welding engineer, and metallurgist, and, you know, it was a, it was a great time. It that, really was fun. That is awesome. My, my guest has been John Palmer, the author of How to Brew, which you can purchase via Amazon.com. You can check out his websites, palmerbrewingsolutions.com or howtobrew.com. On howtobrew.com, they have the first edition of the book. But if you want the latest edition, you're going to have to go out and buy it at Amazon.com. And I encourage you, if you are a home brewer, if you're looking to start home brewing, definitely pick this book up. It is There is such a wealth of information in here uh, that John has written. It is a, a fantastic book. John, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight, and happy new year. Thank you very much. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds. It's where I'll tell you all about the beers I've partaken in the last week or so, and I'll tell you if they are a Suds or if they're a Dud. And it's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modell's and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. I'm struggling. 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 I feel sad. Totally overwhelmed. Who do I talk to? If someone you know is struggling with depression or anxiety, don't assume someone else will reach out. Let them know you care by starting a conversation. You might just save a life. Hello, I'm Congressman Elliot Engel. Anxiety and depression can be successfully treated, but those suffering often don't ask for help. Encourage them to reach out. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The staff at AM 970 The Answer would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. Hey, what's up? It's Bernardo. I work here at Salem Media of New York, and I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Stu Engelke, Chief Engineer. Have a Merry Christmas and a great New Year. This is Peter Fivlin, the business manager, saying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Chris LeGrant, and I'm a board operator here at Salem Media, and I want to wish you and your family Happy holidays. From AM 970, The Answer. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered to yourself, what's the best course of action to take? Every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio at 5 o'clock on AM 970 The Answer, you'll hear Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answer a listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host, simply email the question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call the Legal Question of the Week phone line at 347-735-MIKE. That's 347-735-6453. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors every Saturday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. Segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast for this year of 2017. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show from one of those two platforms. So, uh, final segment is usually suds and duds, but uh, since I'm recording this program uh, about almost two weeks before, uh, since I'm in San Diego this week, and we'll have a full report on all the stuff that I've done in San Diego on next week's program, visiting Coronado, visiting Stone Brewing, uh, a bunch of different places uh, in San Diego and uh, just a little bit outside of San Diego as well. Um, we'll have a full report on that next week, but, um, you know, what I wanted to do for this Suds and Duds segment uh, is kind of recap some of the best beers that I had in 2017. Um, and a lot of them are recent. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, discuss some breweries as well. But I definitely wanted to, um, to, to spotlight some of the, the, the good beers or the great beers that I've had in 2017. And again, all of this is a subjective opinion. I know on last week's program, uh, I talked about a new brewery that opened uh, in Cranford, New Jersey, Yale Terrace Brewing. Didn't find any of the beers uh, worth drinking. I felt they were all flat or sour. Could be a problem with the carbonation process when they were carbonating the beer. Could be a problem with the uh, yeast. Maybe something had gotten infected. Uh, Really want to see these local brewers succeed. So that's a place I'll revisit in a couple of months, and hopefully uh, the beer at that time uh, will be better. But, again, it's all a subjective list. There were people in that place. They were enjoying the beer or seemed to be enjoying that beer. Who knows? So, again, what I tell you is not, you know, the law. I mean, you have to explore and figure out uh, beers for yourself, what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, IPAs may not be for everybody. Stouts may not be for everybody. But I like to have an open mind and have an open palate of drinking different things. So one of the best beers that I had this year, without a doubt, which was a five-star and untapped for me, was the Heady Topper from The Alchemist. Uh, Alex from uh, Paragon Tap and Table, one of the bartenders, got me a can. This is a fantastic IPA. Uh, Drink it in the can the way it's meant to be. Uh, it is it is just an awesome IPA. It is the way an IPA should be. It should have that piney, bitter taste to it. Um, you know, I like the juicy stuff too, but really this is what an IPA should be for a double. I mean, it is, it, it's just, it hits you in the face and you just want to keep drinking it. If you're into IPAs, this is definitely the one for you. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely something that you want to check out when you go up to Vermont, obviously, and if you can get it uh, locally in the area. I know there's some New York bars that sell it as well. Definitely try the Heady Topper uh, from The Alchemist if you are an IPA fan. Uh, then I had a, a bottle that I had aged for a couple of years, and this was a different percentage. 
the Bourbon County brand stout from Goose Island. Uh, this is a 2015 bottle that I had. This was a 13.7%, uh, which I believe is one I bought in New York. I know in New Jersey, I think the alcohol content was a little bit lower. I think it was like 12.9% uh, due to various laws, et cetera, et cetera. If aging it two years in the bottle, boy, did it really smooth out the bourbon. It was unbelievable. An excellent, uh, uh, an excellent stout. And, again, I know it's AB InBev. I know people have issues with it, but if you make good beer – I'm I'm happy to buy it and uh, and drink it. I mean that's to me that's the bottom line. I want to be open minded about all of these things. Do I like that all these guys sold out? Not necessarily, but I understand their various reasons as to why they did. And I think if AB InBev continues to promote these brands, maybe they shouldn't be classified as craft beer anymore. Maybe they should have a different classification. What that is, I don't know. That's a discussion uh, certainly for another time. Uh, Founders Brewing, the uh, the KBS from 2016, uh, a 12.4 percenter. That's a really good uh, KBS. I had the, the, the 2017 KBS. I wasn't as impressed with it. The, the 2016 one was much better. In fact, I rated that one a four. Um, what else? Oh, Kane. I mean, Kane Brewing in New Jersey is just knocking it out of the park, ladies and gentlemen, with all of their beers. Their IPA certainly, and we'll get to that in the list in just a minute. But um, their Mexican brunch porter, which is an it's an it's a double, is out of sight. It's a boozy one though, nine point two percent. It's definitely not something you want to drink and drive with. And, and in fact, I encourage everyone: don't drink and drive. Drink responsibly. If you're going to drink these beers, a lot of them are high high in content and alcohol. Do it in the privacy of your own home. Have a couple, head to bed, relax, whatever. Take an Uber if you are going to go anywhere. Do not drink and drive. Absolutely, Kane killing it. Mexican brunch. Awesome stuff. Their Sunday brunch also is on this list. Uh, fantastic. Another uh, double imperial. Um, this was really good as well. And, again, another 9.2% ABV. Uh, let's see. We continue on some of the top beers that I had this year. Firestone Walker, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention these guys. They also knock it out of the park as well. I, I like their more specialty beer. They make a great solid IPA, but their, their other um, – no, I shouldn't say one-offs, but their their higher alcohol content beers are unbelievable. The Parabola, uh, their Russian Imperial Stout at fourteen and a half percent is just out of sight. It is fabulous, fabulous. And again, one of those where I had a small glass of it, and it's just enough, uh, you know, a, a taster. But if they pour you a seven to nine ounce glass of the Parabola, folks, let me tell you something. Make sure you sip that slow. Let it warm up. Let all of those flavors come out. It is, without a doubt, 100% worth it because you will not be disappointed. Uh, a barley one is on this list as well. Uh, the Angels Share Bourbon Barrel Age from the Lost Abbey. This is a great barley one. I'm not a big fan of barley wines, but this one is a very, very good barley one. Again, another high boozy one, 12.5%. For some reason this year, I seem to be uh, enjoying the, the higher booze uh, beers much more, but that is a really good barley wine. If you're into beers that sort of have that wine complexity to it, that's definitely one that you want to check out from the Lost Abbey. Uh, what else here? Ah, another one from uh, Firestone Walker. Uh, their Strong Ale, their Sticky Monkey. This is another good one. Uh, 12.5% ABV. Another one of these where this comes in a 12-ounce bottle, but don't be deceived. It's It's definitely... You can drink it on your own if you want, but it's also something that I would I would share with somebody else, maybe half the bottle to you and half the bottle to the other person, because, it is de- again, it's a strong beer, and you don't want to play around 
uh, with drinking one of the one of those on your own because, well, unless you're looking to go to sleep right after that. Uh, as we continue on here in the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, final uh, show of the year as we're uh, recapping some of the best beers uh, that I had here, suds and duds-wise. Uh, the Imperial Sneak Box from Kane. This is great. The Sneak Box is excellent, but the Imperial one there, Double, is even better. An 8.4% 8, 8. ABV, another one where Kane is just knocking it out of the park with their I, uh, IPAs. If you have a chance to get down to Ocean County and you want to check out Kane, absolutely do so. The tour is nice. The tasting room is enormous, um, and they do a great job down there uh, at Kane. And you can, if you want to do like Carton and Kane, they're not that far from one another. Uh, Carton and Kane, the distance probably about 25 minutes, maybe a half hour. It's not that bad uh, if you want to do both. And finally, the last two, uh, the Maple Bacon Coffee Porter from Funky Buddha, an outstanding porter. Uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more on the lighter side, it is 6.4% ABV. And then the Mexican Cake from Westbrook Brewing, that's a great imperial double stout uh, at 10.5% ABV. A uh, little bit of heat there from the uh, the Mexican influence there, but it is definitely a, uh, a, a great beer. And uh, you definitely want to check uh, these uh, different beers out. I'm telling you, folks, there are some great beers out there. That's just a few that I really enjoyed that I had rated uh, really high. Um, but I- I'll tell you, the craft beer industry in the last two years has grown by leaps and bounds. They are doing a phenomenal job. And uh, it's great that we have this show. It's great that the bosses give me the opportunity uh, to do this show. And uh, I could not be more thankful uh, to all of them. So I wanted to f- thank a few people before we get out of here. Obviously, the great folks uh, at Salem Media, my general manager, Jerry Crowley, executive producer, sales guy, Darren Yellen, Phil Boyce, our vice president of the Spoken Word. Uh, they have uh, supported this program and are uh, you know happy to put it on and bring it to you. And uh, I thank them uh, very much so. We've had so many beer guests on this year. Uh, I can't tell. From Jim Cook to Tim Pewitt from Wet Ticket Brewing. Uh, we have had uh, so many different people. Uh, Taryn Nuren has been on the program. Great reporter. Uh, for Forbes, uh, write some great stories. All the local folks, Sean Griggis, um, S.J. Pennings from Pennings Farm, Sean Griggis from Tomfoolery Brewing, uh, Scott Valley from uh, uh, Scott Vallely, uh, <laughs> I know I pronounced his name wrong, from Charter Oak Brewing, uh, Sarah Wood from the Trappist Beer Travels. What a great book. You definitely want to pick that up. Uh, Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head, uh, the GM from uh, the Cloverleaf Tavern, Ryan Dorchak. Uh, Ryan Burke from Angry Orchard, Robert Zarco from Ship Bottom Brewery over in Long Beach Island, um, Randy Mosher, we've had uh, Vin Mas- uh, Vince uh, Massandero from uh, Village Idiot Brewing, uh, you know, Peter Kulos from uh, Jersey Bites, great website, great stuff uh, on local Jersey beers, definitely want to check them out as well. There are so many people that have been on this program, I am just scratching the surface at all of those folks. I can't thank all of you enough for being on the program uh, definitely Brett Bullock from Screaming Hill Brewery was at the brewery uh, a couple of months ago. We are getting him back on uh, in the new year for sure. They are doing just a killer job uh, down there in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. All the craft beer journalists that have been on the program, um, the folks from Brewbound, uh, Phil Fern- uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting people's names. Forgive me. Uh, it's the final show of the year. I'm just trying to, to, to wrap stuff up here. But uh, Chris Fernari from Brewbound. Uh, all the great folks from all of the uh, websites uh, that we use for uh, their information. Great job. Phil from the Brewheads, David Shirts on tap. You guys are doing a great job, too. If you're looking for craft beer gifts for the craft beer lover in your life, check out those two sites, the Brewheads and Shirts on tap. You definitely uh, want to check them out. Brian Quinn from Peerless Beverage, uh, great guy, and uh, we definitely have to hook up in the new year. We're going to do some stuff 
uh, together, I'm sure, at a couple places uh, in New Jersey. The guys from New Jersey Craft Beer, the folks from Paragon Tap and Table, Chef Eric Levine uh, and, um, and uh, Ernie Huey and all the guys there at Paragon, you guys do a great job as well. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, you know, listen, I couldn't do this show without all of you listening, supporting the program. Thanks so much for that. Very much appreciate it. And, folks, we are out of time. Uh, I will be back on Tuesday. Oh, and I can't, of course, I can't forget my good friend, the great Buddy Watson. Thank you, my friend. Happy New Year. Back on Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Happy New Year. Please drink responsibly. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.